0: Have you been the victim of unfair treatment by a business or a corporation? Has this ever happened to you? Who will be the baby of the year? Hello and welcome back to the Turbo Team Podcast, recording live from the Ben Neeson Basement Studio We're back here in Indianola, Iowa. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back. I'm Jake Brend. As always, we're on episode 37. Alongside me today, to my right, we've got Ben Neeson. How are you, Ben?
1: Uh, good. The Ben Neeson Basement Studio is booking out slots in our booths for $20 an hour, um, starting Book- now, if you use a uh, promo code AROUND.
0: Yeah, uh, book through Isaac Dyke, our intern on Twitter at Daiki Isaac for all inquires.
1: DM him, just like send him a picture of Paul Millsap. He'll know what it means. Please yeah, yeah. blow
2: up Isaac's DMs and his mentions. Just keep tweeting at him. Uh, of course, and Alex, of course, uh,
0: the great. I'm How here. are you, <laughs> Alexander good. the Great? Pretty uh, good. Is what they call him. Pretty good, Jake. You ready to eat a happy meal? Oh, should, should we just get into I'm, I'm this? Amped. <laughs> so, I am pleased to announce our new presenting sponsor of the Turbo Team podcast. But before we get into that, we have a little challenge. Uh, the people to my left and to my right, Alex and Ben, are going to be trying to eat an entire happy meal within the reading of our advertisement. So, we're going to go like uh, just right now. We're going to go in uh, five, four, three, two, one. We'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive Fantasy has all your D- DFS and esports gambling wants. Be sure to use promo code around at sign up and receive a deposit bonus of up to $50. For first-time users, be sure to use promo code around and sign up at Thrive. And ma- and my gosh, Thrive will match any deposit up to $50. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Thrive Fantasy, for supporting the turbo team podcast and, and, and let's give a round of applause for alex made it about halfway through the entire happy meal so now for the the remainder of the show he's going to be able to enjoy his cold happy meal from mcdonald's enemy of the turbo team podcast by the way what about me so how was it fellas
2: very dry and cold very dry and cold and
1: uh i forgot the happy meal was behind the couch for me so
2: (laughs) were you you telling me not to do it i didn't know we were going right away he said we're about to go (coughs) whatever well we again just want to
0: thank thrive fantasy they will be the presenting sponsor and even though all of us are underage and can't gamble i've heard from from several sources who have used the thrive fantasy app that it's just incredible so uh for our out-of-state listeners that might be able to gamble before 21 or for our in-state gamblers that might be above 21, uh, use Thrive Fantasy app and use the promo code around at sign-up and receive a deposit bonus of up to $50. I
2: believe every surrounding state of Iowa is um, are allowed to gamble at 18. Yeah. I know for a fact Missouri and uh, Minnesota are. I, don't, I think Nebraska might be able to and Illinois might be able to. So... Uh, It's safe to say that
0: that kind of took the soul out of you guys, so we are going to get into our recording and our review of of (laughs) Disney Pixar's Soul. Soul is a 2020 film directed by Pete Doctor. (laughs) No, (laughs) not a real doctor. Is that his real name? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's starring uh, Jamie Foxx as Joe Gardner and Tina Fey as 22. Also, Questlove is a drummer in here. Questlove's in the house.
2: Curly. Pete Doctor's a funny looking dude.
0: In a funny name. Anyways, uh, this film is about something and Ben's gonna take us through that something in his uh, classic synopsis. He did Up
2: and Inside Out. This
1: this something is very short since it's from IMDb since uh, Google's wasn't very helpful. (laughs) IMDb lists Soul 2020 as about a musician who has lost his passion for music and is transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. Yeah, that's
0: that's about the way to to describe this film. <laughs>
1: that's the
2: short version. There's a long version. And a short version. The, All right.
0: So I'm gonna get into what I like, and I'm a i am I like that this just wasn't a kids movie. Like,
2: I oh, think it was. So I think it was a kids movie, but it, it tackled
0: very very deep themes that kids will not be able to
2: understand, which I think is a good thing. So Pixar, <laughs> 20, Pixar in the twenty in 2021 has two different types of movies. They have the Croods two, which is the Croods two. And then they have movies like Soul, which Croods 2 is clearly just a money grab children's movie, while Soul 2 is actually like good production, they're actually attempting to teach kids something and yeah. even adults like us, you know. Like I learned like it was I'm kind of eye-opening in a way for me, kind of just realizing. It. Oh
0: yeah, that like I think that's the thing I like the most about this movie. I'll, I'll I guess I'll touch on the creativity of it first. That was one thing I wrote down. I haven't really seen any of like the recent Pixar movies for the most part, but I grew up watching them and I, from what I've heard of the old ones that they, they really just rely on kind of old tricks and they rely on what used to make Pixar movies good and they haven't really evolved at all. Mm-hmm. And it's led to making some like from what I've heard, pretty mediocre movies like onward finding onward, yeah, onward finding Dory. The Incredibles too. Like I heard all those were just were very mediocre. So I,
2: Onward? Would you consider the new Lion King an animated? Well, it wasn't. Pixar, It's not I Pixar.
1: Guess, so. No, that's animated.
2: So Onward seems like it was. Tr- so Onward fills into the Pixar has like two things. They have like clear franchises, so Cars, Toy Story, Incredibles, Funny Nemo, stuff like that. Monsters, where where they're really more just telling a story, not really like trying to spread a message. And then they have like one offs like Coco, Onward. And then Soul Up
1: Ratatouille,
2: where they're like trying to teach a message. And yeah. I think Onward was one of those where they're trying to teach a message, and it just didn't work. And it just didn't. It wasn't a good movie compared to like Coco. I heard Coco was really good. Coco made like adults cry, and then now Soul, <laughs> now it's making adults a, cry. I never saw Coco. at home. I heard Coco was good though. I'll, I'd probably watch it sometime.
0: Yeah. So anyway, Soul, you can watch on Disney Plus if you haven't seen it. Now turn off this podcast and uh, watch Soul before you listen. But I think one thing that I've really liked about Soul as we already tackled was just the deep tones and themes. And I think it was really kind of attacking like the idea of a midlife crisis. I think that's kind of how I interpret it oh, yeah. with uh, Jamie Foxx's character, Joe Gardner. He was a, I think he was a middle school teacher. He was some sort he of band teacher. Part,
1: part-time band teacher. Yeah, he was school, a
0: part-time man. band teacher who seemed to enjoy his life, but also kind of seemed to be somewhat going through the, the motions and he got a new job. Uh, in a band, and he fell down a sewer and died. Like that—that that was in the first. That was That was in like the first. Not even twenty. That was in the it's first like, two. Yeah. Whatever. It, like, it was
2: before the intro even happened. That was so funny when he fell down that manhole and died. Just because he avoided death in the other ways. Well, because he almost died a couple of times before that. No, it was just. That's like a hilarious way to die—falling down a manhole cover because you're too busy on the phone. They didn't play it for comedy, No, but it was hilarious. <laughs> but <laughs> but then, I, and then uh-huh. it cut to a scene. It cut to a scene of him just at the bottom, dead. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny.
1: Even if you found it funny,
0: like the fact that they just killed someone in, in the, the first, first like, like two yeah. or three minutes is yeah. not like that's not Pixar at all. And I know that I actually was not a huge Up fan growing up. I always really? thought it was boring. I'll be honest, I cried, but. <laughs> the, what's so famous about up is just like how heartbreaking the beginning is oh yeah and my problem with up is i don't really care about the last half of the movie at all and i haven't seen it in 15 years so i can't really talk about it <laughs> but like soul kind of does the same thing where it's like down to earth and real in like the very first five ten minutes in the first scene mm-hmm. so i think they did that really well and it attacked the idea of death and the afterlife which <laughs> Not exactly something for a kids' movie. I know, but, but I <laughs> think
1: they did it in a pretty good way. Ben, you go ahead. In a pretty neutral way, too. I mean, when you get into the afterlife, like you could very it, it you gets could qu- religious. You could quickly isolate different audiences mm-hmm. based off of just preference like different people's mindsets. Yeah. Their personal thoughts about what happens after you die, but
2: so I don't think it tackled really death. I think it was more trying to like figure out who you are as a person. It it did tackle death a little bit. So it was co- not
1: the, not being
2: ready to die or yeah. not being able to so admit to yourself. Coco, I haven't seen Coco, but that tackles death. That's like exactly what we're talking it about. Tackled. Soul dog, I know, but I'm just saying, like, why would Disney make two movies about tackling death? Like that seems like. it's... You know, why would Dark. they tackle,
1: like, four different movies
2: about emotions, all the toy stories? <laughs> that's true. I don't know.
0: But, yeah, yeah I, I'd say the main focus wasn't death, but it definitely, like, it played that as one of the theme. I think the main theme of this movie was purpose, like, in life, because he was able to get the the second and third chance at happiness. Yeah. And, it, like, that's, that's really where I saw the true impact of the film, and it wasn't necessarily in, like the the story itself or anything like that it was really in the deep thone themes of where uh he had to kind of sacrifice like what he wanted for 22 to be able to go f- be happy and find what he wanted on earth
2: yeah would you think of the animation
0: i thought the animation was really good all all the oh, stuff yeah. what did they call the the place where they were kind of making like the emotions and making the people great before the great before, before. All of the animation the great before was incredible. Really it's very, like,
2: very unique. I yeah. like I like the animation where the lost souls were. I yeah. thought that was really good Yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the design of like the workers too. Like mm-hmm. I just love the design of them. They reminded
0: really me of uh Mr. Mr. Something from Smash Bros. Mr. Game Ga- Watch, Game Watch, yeah, Mr. The, Game and Watch. That's yeah. those, that's those what Terrys, they reminded me of.
1: Those Jerry's. Yeah,
0: yeah. I liked how they were all all named Jerry.
1: They're all they're all uh, New Zealanders. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey Jerry, hey Jerry.
0: <laughs> uh... But yeah, I thought the animation, yeah, like it. the animation on Earth, was pretty standard. For the, the, a- I
2: thought the animation no, the, on Earth was incredible. That's how they
1: should do. I mean, honestly, animated movies—they don't need to go like the new Lion King route. They should go like the soul
2: route, soul route, where it's but soul very is so very lively, and- hyper realistic. Like aside from like hyper- characters, everything else was super realistic, mm-hmm. but still very stylistic
1: and yeah, artistically appealing. The lighting—it was,
2: re- was a really well lit film. I thought the lighting was really good in all the scenes. Uh, especially like in his apartment that oh, yeah, scene yeah, yeah. At, that scene where 22 like leaves or whatever and he's like sitting at his he's piano playing, oh, at yeah. the end and he's playing that scene was mm-hmm. really incredibly
1: oh yeah done. and just like them walking around like new york city in the afternoon what do you think like, so the
2: lighting was good I don't, I don't know if you've seen the carson runquist video ben or jake i know you have been what, what do you think about his argument about modern animation how it applies to this. I don't I think I've seen, seen that. that Explain it. Yeah, I've seen it. He just doesn't like modern animation. He says the point of animation isn't to make realism. It's to make like something creative. And so why would you make a realistic movie when you can just make something fun and creative? And I feel like Souls fall- falls under. Yeah, the shapes of the characters were like funny looking, but for the most part, it was a very realistic looking Movie like nothing was there's no funny looking you know houses the graphics
1: were very clear if the character (laughs) designs were not realistic
0: I'd argue that which I it splits it it splits it in half because it made Earth so realistic but it made an entire new world that we've never seen in any animated movie ever it
1: really added some characteristics and really personified all of the people mm-hmm. that were in the world and the world itself just by exaggerating their characteristics. I think
2: I think uh, that's what <laughs> I really like about Pixar. Like is the it. barber's forearms. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that beard was insane. That's what I, I really like. Uh, I really like Pixar's way of designing kind of a world where the characters themselves are like, you know, maybe they got wide hips or like they're like tall <laughs> Pause. Head. Hey, Pause. Or like they got, I was just thinking of something like I saw on Twitter, but like where they got like yeah. a tall head or like the bicep, the like huge like arms and then tiny hands or something like that. Like I like that anime where like the characters are like unrealistic looking, but mm-hmm. the world, they're memorable, but the world is hyper realistic. It,
1: it you know? adds like like visually striking personality. Like as soon as you see him, you sort of get an aura or a sense off of him.
0: And while we're on like the topic of animation, like that's what's gonna make the Simpsons more memorable than Family Guy Mm -hmm. in one hundred years because the Simpsons are all like distinctively no, they're not uniform, but they're all distinctively well, yeah, the yellow part. But if you look at Bart's hair, Lisa's hair, Marge's hair, Homer's hair, like they're all gonna be like indistinguishable from any other tv show and family guys the exact same as cleveland show and american dad i don't know why i thought (laughs) of that but
1: explain to me chris griffin's haircut (laughs) you (laughs) can't
0: just go to Indianola high school and you can find 20 kids that look just like him
1: check out out their (laughs) t-shirts
0: uh so still an animation i loved the shots of him uh diving down with 22 onto yeah. earth i thought those were very unique shots i don't think you really ever see in an animated movie like people diving down to earth so that that's really what it comes down to is like the creativity of this, this movie and how unique it is to compared to any other yeah. film like you want to say cars or toy story <laughs>
1: yeah, cars is <are> realistic <laughs> what Was the purpose of cars uh Cars. Don't don't be selfish.
2: But that's what I'm saying. Not all the Pixar movies have a purpose. Some of them are just fun movies. Yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, I like uh, uh, t- that scene where Terry's searching through the filing cabinet. Yeah, and he's like, go to this, and this pants is like this huge room. That was yeah. so that was funny to me. <laughs> a lot of Garcias. I in saw here. I saw a tweet about uh, it was like a picture of Terry and it's like. The tweet the original tweet's like if uh something's up was a person and then someone quote someone quote tweeted it and it's like that's exactly what the character is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: Nah. But uh I don't know if you guys were paying attention to it, but the score in this was yep, amazing. That was the next note I had.
2: Big yeah. jazz fan.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean the jazz when they were per- when Joe was playing in the clubs and like obviously when they were like in realistic Yeah, thanks, Jake. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but uh yeah, uh, Atticus Ross. Oh, dang it! Is that who did the score? No, it was uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Yeah, they they're famously known for doing all of like David Fincher's scores, and I know they've done a ton. That I just can't think of Welcome them off the top Soul, of my
2: head. directed by David Fincher. <laughs> 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 Super dark. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> then falling down a man it's not falling down a manhole, He's murdered in an alleyway.
0: So the ending, if we want to talk about that, where it gives. Joe like another chance at life. Yeah. The original ending to the movie just had him dying.
2: I like that better.
0: And I I agree, but you have to think of like the primary audience this is made for. Yeah. And like obviously I I respect this movie. I like this movie a lot, mm-hmm. but my respect for this movie if like the main character just died at the end and like it, it would have been depressing and realistic, my respect <laughs> would have gone up for that. But also I completely and yeah. 100% agree why they didn't kill the main character at the end of a movie in a kid's
2: movie. So, uh, one more thing before building on that uh, uh, about the animation. It kind of falls under that with La Land for me. Not for me, but like, like if you create a visually stunning movie, it'll like people will watch it yeah. even if it's not good. But just the look of it will keep people. And I thought that Soul does that really well. seeing with La La Land where. What you li- trying to say? I like La La Land. I like the <laughs> plot. I like everything about La La Land. But for people that maybe aren't into it and they're watching yeah. it, they're like, oh, it least looks, looks cool.
0: You no know oh, yeah, so. yeah, totally agree. So Ben, do you want to talk more about the score since I interrupted you?
1: Uh yeah, what the heck? Um, no, but the jazz is all done very well, but. Yeah, I mean, especially Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's score. It was very well done. It was very ethereal, uh, very synth heavy, and but like it also built realistically, like to like the very heights that the movie tackles, which are like death and obviously in purgatory and the, the
0: afterlife. I don't know if it was like the official like score, the official theme of the movie. But whatever, just like the light kind of like tapping of the keys that they played at the very end Mm -hmm. was so good. Like that
1: Like you mean when he was when he was like like Alex said when he was looking like when he was reminiscing on like the montage of life events. Yeah, that that song was incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I
0: agree, all the that's the one that stuck out to me, but I think all the music was was very well done in this.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a movie about music in a way. You kinda have to have good music in (laughs) there. The Greatest Showman. Greatest showman. Enemy of the program. Belbert. <laughs> Shout out Belbert. <laughs> P. T. Barnum, Enemy of the Program. See, the Greatest Showman sucked. <laughs> we should do an episode on that and just so I could get mad at it. It'd be funny. <laughs> so what did you guys think of the characters themselves? Uh the, I think I liked what's been guy's name, Joe? Yeah, Joe. I like Joe. Jamie oh,
1: Foxx had an excellent performance, as him. He
2: did. Which is like weird to say about just a straight voice performance. But it was like I didn't even know it was Jamie Foxx. I think a mark of a good voice performance is like you can't tell who's the voice. Just because you're so Mm -hmm. lost in the character. I think Jamie Mm -hmm. Foxx did that really well credit. I think Tina Fey did a good job too but Tina Fey has a very distinct voice so that's why I, I didn't know this was Jimmy Foxx until we sat down to record this. I watched this earlier this afternoon. Yeah,
0: this man thought it was Will Smith.
2: No, I thought it was I thought it was Dave the whatever, the guy from Hamilton. Man's
1: accidentally watched Shark
2: Tale instead of Soul. <laughs> Wait, you guys didn't watch the movie about the fish? What? <laughs> hey,
1: watched...
0: that might be a spoiler for our uh, favorite animated movies of all time later. I thought we were uh, watching. Spoiler, it's on none of ours. I thought we were
2: watching the 2005 hit film Shark Tales, directed <laughs> by, uh oh my god, didn't uh, Scorsese direct that? No, yeah, he d- no, he did Yes, he did. I think he did direct <laughs> he Shark did. Tales. Shut up.
1: No, he didn't. Yes, he it did. was Rob Letterman.
2: Oh, I thought I could have sworn Dude, Scorsese. Are you yes. I could have sworn what? Scorsese. Is
1: he it. in it? He directed a movie with be. Will Smith, Angelina Jolie, and Jack Black. Well, Robert what? De Niro is in it.
2: Oh, De Niro's in it. That's an
1: honest Oh, no, Scorsese-, uh, Scorsese plays a character. Yeah, yeah, but-
2: yeah Scor- I knew Scorsese. That's
1: way scared. different.
2: I don't know. That's, that cast is, like, oddly, like, impressive. No, too. so theory. Sharp <laughs> Theory about Shark
0: Tales. Scorsese directed it, but he didn't want credit for it because he knew it'd be awful. So he just put
1: his uh, credits yeah. under someone's name. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, he just kept, he just kept giving notes
2: the entire time. <laughs> the, I think his name was George Miller, the guy that did Happy Feet. He did Happy Feet One, and Happy Feet Two, and, and they, then he
1: did all of the Mad Maxes.
2: Yeah, and then he did all the Mad Maxes, <laughs> and that's his career. But he did an interview. They asked him about. He's like, if you asked me to do uh, to write a script for Happy Three, Happy Feet Three, right now. Just shoot me in the head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what he said.
2: Mad Max is just like one of the greatest franchises ever. And then Happy, so feet, happy feet 1 and Happy Feet 2. Yeah.
0: So back to Soul. What else did you guys like about it? I think I've kind of touched on everything that I liked about it. It, it really did come it's, back to the tones and the themes for me. Yeah.
1: Another one of those excellent uh, kids movies, but it's not for kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pixar does that really well. Like, I mean, it it might have even gone a little bit overboard because I could totally see, like, parents loving this film and then kids being like, "Eh, I want to watch cartoons. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is cartoony. It's, like, energetic. It's fun to see a soul go into a
2: cat. Yeah, it's not a very high-energy film. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not for the most part. It's very somber and very, like, calming and... Like, even, like... Calming. So, well, not calming, but, I mean, he falls, falls down a manhole cover, but whatever.
1: And then he's stressing out for the entire second act, yeah, trying to yeah, make an audition. Calling, but,
2: like, it's very... It's, like, not... It's su- laid back. It's laid back, yes. It's not That's over the top at all. Fair. No no character's super energetic for some mm-hmm. reason. And mm-hmm. like, uh there's Like, there's parts in it for kids, but for the most yeah. part, there's, there's no not, real- There's not really childish humor, either. Like yeah, like so. So some movies like this. I don't know. Those kids love railing on the Knicks. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> Shall intern the program Isaac dyke Um, he's a, he's gonna get be in for a world of hurt when the Knicks ain't, are twenty three and sixty six. <laughs> ain't no stopping Obi topping. <laughs> ain't no stopping. I'll All right,
0: Alex, as you were saying.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Like so most of these Pixar movies have like at least one character who comes in and just straight up comedic. He's just there yeah. for like uh comedic relief, impress the kids or whatever, make the kids laugh. This movie didn't really have that. Uh, there were times when, obviously, Joe and 22's relationship kind of created funny moments. But for the but most it was part, natural. It was, for it was the natural, the most part. yeah. Like, for the most part, it wasn't anything that felt forced. Like, the comedy was very, uh, yeah, like you said, natural and flowed very well. And I, I thought that was really well done.
0: All right, so I'm going to make the best kids movie possible. So uh, <laughs> you, you make the trailer super funny and you just, like, say it's going to be really funny. But then it's not funny at all. But what are the kids going to do? Shut it off. Yeah. Are they going to leave the they theater? Paid are they, the are, are they going to
1: drive home?
2: That's super dark.
1: Just,
0: can I'm, they even reach the remote? i they going to be able to turn I'm it up. I'm going to
2: pay
1: off all the media corporations. I'm going to pay off all of the <laughs> animated social magic. medias, all of the <laughs> papers. No one can talk about how serious gross, the film
0: is. Gross income of the film?
2: it's $75. <laughs> make it look Bro. like it's this big, heavy movie, and then they go to the theater and it's just animated then, Dunkirk. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's 1984.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just explosion. <laughs>
2: oh,
0: um, man. I, th- I think I've touched on everything that I liked about it do we want to talk about some dislikes yeah if there are any
1: i mean there's not there's not a whole lot
2: i I, mean i have a little
1: bit i mean maybe it'll fall into the background a little bit if this movie didn't necessarily like immediately connect with you
2: for my for my (laughs) if you
1: if you're one of the (laughs) if you disney bound i bet you'd love this film (laughs) (laughs) but for everyone else it's just like another like excellent pixar movie i mean they're good at what they do but i mean it kind of fades in the background a little
2: bit a years a few years after this so for my negatives i there aren't necessarily anything that takes away from the film i think because i think if you're gonna break down so you need to break it down from the lens this is a children's film it's not made for us like this isn't zodiac where we can critique everything because (laughs) you know it's a serious movie done for adults it's a it's a kid's film some things aren't going to be 100 percent right or accurate or whatever so i speaking of my negatives it's not taken away from the film at all, but I felt there were at times when the plot kind of got lost. Like the relate, like he had that huge fight yeah. with his mom right in the middle of the film, and that's like usually something you see at the end. Of well, movies. they met, they mended it. I know, like, but it was like, but I like, mean,
1: that, that was like the climax of the second act in a way. The whole, you know, the the stereotypical <laughs> beginning of the third act, falling out between the main characters, when everyone gets sad. Yeah, I mean, that was when twenty two left. Mm-hmm. So, if anything, that was just. Him being able to confront his mom and be truthful about what he wants to be doing with his life, even though if she doesn't doesn't agree that it's a safe way for him to live.
2: For for the most part, though, I felt like it was very inconsistent with like kind of the highs and the lows. You know, like it, like you make a film, it's the whatever the beginning part, rising action, climax, mm-hmm. falling action, resolution, whatever. And for at times, I felt like it kind of was like a mountain range where it would go high, really low, really high, really low, and that's not necessarily how. I, I think you should do a movie even if it is a kid's movie, you know? And so there's times, like, like when he died. Okay, that's fine. That's, like, the rising action. He's like, oh, he finds out he's dead. Now, here gets, yeah, here comes the story, you know? But then, like, he gets back to Earth in, like, 10 minutes, you know? And so he's like, we're like, well, there's, like, an hour and a half left. Like, why is he already back on Earth? And then, you know, they perform the show, but then he runs into the, the lady saxophone player or whatever, and then they get back to his apartment. She's like, oh, he's out of there. And they're like... Oh well, here's here it comes. Well, there's only like 45 minutes left. Why is this already? And so there's times like that where you're like, oh, they, you could end a movie here. I don't know why you're still keeping it going. You know, whatever. Yeah. And then I, at the end, I hear you. And then at the end, where it's like, oh, he's alive. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's alive. Oh, he gets another chance or whatever. You know. I'm dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm alive, but I'm alive, dead. Alive, but I'm <laughs> dead. <laughs> gone, but not forgotten. R- Rip X. But like, uh, <laughs> so yeah, there were just times when I felt like. Like, like there's times where you could end the movie right here, even if it is 20 minutes in, you know, like this is something that doesn't need to be like right at the beginning of the film. And that's my biggest negative with it.
0: Yeah. I, that's I agree. Good. I also kind of had just some like oddly plot driven storylines, like cool. the whole soul count thing. Yeah. Like they just had that in the movie because it needed to be there to advance the plot. Mm-hmm. And well, that's yeah. a, that, like, that's about it. And that's, that's,
1: that's nitpicky.
0: Yeah. that That's exactly. I was going to add like, most of this is just nitpicky because one, it is a children's movie. So I kind of don't expect less out of it, but I think I expect like, yeah, I expect less out of it. Like I don't expect, <laughs> yeah, that, I don't expect it to be good fellas. Get the paper, get the papers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's all really nitpicky stuff. Like I, I thought some of the, the plot storylines were kind of weird. And yeah. I would honestly like to see more of 22 and uh, Joe together, but
2: yeah. all in all, it's, well, that scene with Terry, where he's like looking all over New York City for him, he finds him after like 20 minutes, and brings him back, and he's like, We got him. And then they're like, No, nah, it's okay. Well, there's like 45 minutes left in this movie. So, like, was well, it wasn't. Well, that's
1: he- when they all like just went into each other. It's and, like, well, like,
2: was it he like that's supposed to be the main villain or whatever? So,
0: this should have been the whole soundtrack to the movie.
1: What is it? It's it's just the scene that he looked up. Oh. You should have saved it for when we were doing our final conclusions, which we may get into. Yeah, I
2: don't understand. <laughs> 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 Alright, I'm sorry okay, Turn it off <laughs> Not, I'm very, sorry Rip joke But uh, There's <laughs> one more negative I had But I can't think of it So Ben, do you have any? Uh, Yeah, I
1: mean one Like You referenced how like The jokes didn't necessarily Always land
2: No well, I don't think I think, that, <laughs> op- I think we said did. the opposite I think we said the opposite of that He did But I thought they didn't always uh, land I didn't say that Which one? Which ones Were well, like necessarily
1: Um, I mean I can't think of any Off the top of my head I mean I like the bit where like they had the souls of like historical figures. Yeah, that, that to, bit was funny.
2: I mean, not not all of them were amazing. Where it's like, or uh, Gandhi was like, uh respect everyone except for you. I don't like you." <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, some of them were pretty funny. But then, like, I don't know, like Muhammad Ali's was kind of corny, I guess. The Copernicus one was, was funny. Like- <laughs> so,
0: I will agree with Ben that all the jokes didn't land, but I'd say it was like 75%
1: did. Yeah, I'm not saying which, it's amazing. I'm 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 saying that like, I don't know. No, but for me like yeah.
0: anything over like probably 40 or 50% in a movie like this is a for, huge for win a for me. Movie, yeah. If
2: only 70, if 75% of the jokes hit you it hey, with you and like from a kids movie that's like really amazing. Like we're
0: going to talk about friend of the program Nate Magic and Lego movie. He literally claims that 100% of the jokes in Lego movie hit and I think it's maybe like 30%. Really? And 30%. I yeah. I
1: haven't been to a Rock Lock in recently. I haven't watched it in a while. <laughs> yeah, I watched
0: it on the way to Silver Birch like the last 5 years. So amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, but, there's yeah. not really very many Nitpick, or I guess there's a lot of nitpicks you can do, but there's not really any glaring. Th-
1: there's no merit to any of yeah. them because it's a kids movie. Yeah, it's a kids movie, yeah, but yeah. the guy and who it made works. it's last name is doctor.
2: Yeah, imagine if this guy was a doctor. <laughs> like, I, okay, so I looked him up. That guy's the like creative director of Pixar, so he's made everything. Okay, so yeah.
0: he's the Kevin Feige of Pixar. <laughs> sure, I don't know. Who that That's is. the job title. <laughs> he's the yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but
1: yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: Uh Do we have any favorite scenes? I think I already touched on mine. I when, did when too. he's playing the piano. When he's playing
2: the piano, yeah,
0: yeah. Mine was just the end, like just the the cut to credits. I I thought it was incredible. I
2: like the uh, I like the scene where he's in the barber chair. Yeah, that was good. too. I thought that one. That one. So not only so Joe is realizing. That's kind of when Joe's realizing. Oh, because he, he thinks it's like this great guy or whatever. He's like, oh, we just talk about jazz, you know. And then he's like. Wait a minute, like this guy cuts my hair, he's cut my hair for years. Like why would we do why do we only talk about one thing? You know, he's not a terrible guy, I like him. So they
1: had different mo- they had different moments in that where Joe was the cat would look back and then like sort of look at his life in a new perspective because mm-hmm. I think especially with that barber saying and then when he talked to uh that one guy who was dissing him, Paul. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Paul I think <laughs> it was a good way to show like it was a good way to display a theme for kids. And show them to think about empathy, and then like asking yeah. about others and being involved with other t- people's lives, and not just going like surface level or anything like that. I like, thought that was very important. It was because good, yeah. it was a good moment for the character and a good teaching lesson for. If
0: so for being so. honest, one of the biggest problems with, I mean, our generation included, but even like people younger than us, like they're raised on iPads, yeah. and they're raised on devices and TV. Not talk. They're not
2: taught how to communicate.
0: You know? No, yeah. So they're they're kind of taught just to go home, play games on your, on your iPad, go to bed. And I mean, we were like, we were in the awkward transition phase to that. Like we, we probably played a lot more video games than our parents did, but we also like were able to be outside more and that's, I'm sure kids still play outside. Uh, we're not that old, but, but I think that is a good theme to like, uh, to show a five or six year old to like, not ask how someone's day is, but like,
2: care about someone other than than you, yourself. Man, I've met a lot of adults that could have even heard that. Oh, yeah. People just don't care about, like, asking. Like, if you're around someone a lot, like, you see someone a day, like, it's important to ask them, like, how they are. It's not surface level stuff, I think. Oh, yeah. I completely. think it's a great life skill is being able to, like, effectively communicate with people you know, especially people you see on a daily basis. I, and thought, I mean, oh, that was a great scene.
0: Working at, working as a waiter at Brickhouse, like, I have to be able to just make conversation with people that I maybe see, like, once a month, or yeah. maybe I've never met before.
2: Kids you haven't seen since high school. But,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of people that come into Burke House that are really just like, uh, order. Yeah, thanks. Like that's it. And I think that's not really the way society. We do live in a society, but that's not really how society is supposed to be made. Some people, some sense. people
2: don't know how to talk to customers or like essential workers or whatever. No, it's like restaurant. I'm essential. Employees. The Turbo Team
0: podcast is essential. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're so. Like- I think that's gonna government-sponsored about,
2: movie podcast. I think
0: team. I think that's gonna about do it for uh, the soul talk. <coughs> unless we have any um, parting Conclude with our grade.
2: Yeah. Too much Jamie Fox. Just
0: kidding. <laughs> uh, one more um, negative. No Liam Neeson. Well, no Liam Neeson. He's just in the background peeing his pants. <laughs> 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 Should have casted Will Smith in this movie? <laughs> I don't do it if I gotta keep the parka. All right, fine I will do it, I gotta
2: keep the parka though. <laughs> okay, grades. Wait, Ben, did you have a favorite scene? Uh, yeah. Well, just just <laughs> <to> rank <laughs> it. Mine was the
1: same as yours, kind of. Right.
2: Ben, you can go first.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought uh, another <laughs> excellent entry for Pixar. It's not my thing. I'm not a Disney bounder, but I thought that it was a good idea. Uh, executed well <laughs> Disney bounder
2: if you're a Disney bounder turn this podcast off we don't want your yeah beers. what are you doing here
1: honestly <laughs> go listen to the moth nah but
2: <laughs> Disney podcast
1: yeah I thought it was a solid film a great kids film that isn't necessarily for kids yeah uh, 8 out of 10
0: 8 out of 10 for me too I okay. just pretty much ditto to everything that's already been said I thought the the themes were way better than average for a kids movie and the animation was very creative and engaging. Uh, the humor was not a turnoff, which yeah. for me oftentimes is...
1: Pause.
2: Should
0: okay, Ben. It? Yeah, but <laughs> humor in kids' movies is oftentimes a thing that will draw me away from it. And it, that, that didn't do it in this film. So I'll, yeah. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Definitely would rewatch watch if uh, someone asked me to.
2: I'll give it an eight and a half. We'll go a little bit about you ooh. ooh. I think, uh, I think it like, it's like we've all touched on. He's a lot of important stuff about, you know, knowing how to talk to people, making sure people are doing okay. Also, I think it's, says a lot about kind of realizing society who, and society and realizing who you are <laughs> society uh but like you kind of it kind of teaches kids like to figure out like there's nothing wrong with not knowing what you want to mm-hmm. do who you are like that's what life is about is figuring out what makes you happy and i think that's a good message to teach kids and some adults can even learn that too
0: yeah so I'll, I'll give it an eight and a half i'd compare this to like 2020's joker like, th- this would be the 2020 version of Joker. It just says a lot about society.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding.
0: All right, so speaking of Joe animated is the films.
2: Jo- jo- Joe dies, in the manhole cover, but instead of coming back and, like, realizing he's thankful for his life, he just becomes the Joker. <laughs> soul 2. I mean, what else soul would I two. do? Soul 2, the multiverse.
0: Soul, soul <laughs> Joe two. becomes the Joker. Soul 2, the Dark Knight. Oh. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna talk about our Did we set on top three? Yeah, yeah. Top three animated movies of all time. Uh Ben, do you wanna kick us off? Oh boy. Starting do at I. three.
1: Starting at three, we got Shrek. Oh, I didn't <laughs> even think of Shrek. Because yeah. I mean, if we're if we're honest, the animation's kind of garbage on it. It was made in like
2: two thousand four.
1: Yeah, I know. Now two thousand one. The whole movie was about it was someone who got fired from Disney. <laughs> so they formed their own company, Dreamworks, and they wanted to make a movie that just like Totally crapped on the head guy at Disney. Yeah. And that's who Farquad looks exactly like. Really? Like, the head... Yeah, of, I didn't
2: know that. That's funny.
1: The head of Disney is, like... <laughs> he's, like, an exact, like, copy
2: of <laughs> Farquad, And it's is, so funny. Is fu- he short, too? Is that why he's short? I don't sure, know if short? he's short, but... Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> if he's, like, if he's like a 5'8 guy, but oh Farquad's like, 4'3". I don't
1: know, but, yeah, I mean... I mean, what can you say? I mean, Shrek, it's iconic... But like all the like corny uh, all-star memes and everything that you've heard from Shrek. I mean, it's funny because it was all like self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's what my biggest thing was
0: Shrek. So I saw Shrek in theaters this summer when they were just like oh, replaying old yeah. movies. and like really, all I knew Shrek for was that movie I liked as a kid, but just saw a bunch of memes of growing up. Like I knew yeah. more about Shrek is love Shrek is life than actually Shrek. Like this is actually like a good movie. like I enjoyed it and the the soundtrack in it is so good. Especially for, like, an early 2000s animated movie.
2: This doesn't sound like an early two thousand. Like, isn't it, like, everything peaked early 2000s? Oh, yeah.
0: If, if you went and played, like, a 2003, like, NCA football game, Yeah. like, that's going to be the soundtrack in Shrek.
2: Oh, yeah, he <laughs> does look like him. Oh, my that's God. So that's so funny. funny. <laughs> Holy cow. And then DreamWorks went on to produce Shark Tales and Over the Hedge. And,
1: and like, then five other Shreks. Yeah.
2: And four uh, holiday and specials. I Shrek, two, I Shrek specials. 2 not being terrible. Shrek uh, two wasn't, but after then, it, yeah. It, after that, it was good. They just Dude, the them. the puss and boots was awful, awful. Yeah, why'd you so see bad. it? Because I, I was like fucking twelve. All know. right, Ben, <laughs> what, what's your number two?
1: Uh, number two, we got Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh yeah, so oh yeah.
2: Lockwood, like Lockwood, one of our funniest <laughs> bits of all time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that we never need to. We need to execute that for the listeners of the pod. But no, I mean it's it's a great cast. I mean, like it's actually like super funny. Yeah. Like, surprisingly. I mean, because, like, you got, like, the total, like, the modern SNL legends on it. You got Will Forte, Andy Samberg, Bill Hader. And, yeah, and then (laughs) Al Al Roker.
2: Who plays Flint Lockwood? Is it Andy Samberg?
1: No, it's uh, it's Bill Hader. Is it really? Yeah, uh, Andy Samberg's baby Brent. I love Bill Hader. Yeah, I know. I mean, you can really hear it when you watch it, though. But, I mean, the comedy's, like... (laughs) it's done really well it's another one of those kids movies but adults will enjoy it too yeah it's like one of those kids movies but it's more on the kid's side than the adult side while then souls on more of the adult side than the kid's side if that makes any sense yeah but like it still is really funny like all of the bits they do with food and just like the really really (laughs) dumb humor that they use but it's executed really well and I don't know. I think it's a good movie. I've
0: got a fun story about Claudia with a Chance of Meatballs. So, friend of the program, Connor Lynch, his birthday party, at some point in elementary school, whatever grade we would have been in, uh, we went to go see Claudia with a Chance of Meatballs, and the film burnt out in the middle of the movie. So yeah, we didn't really? we didn't get to finish it.
2: That's, yeah. So you just never seen the end? No, I've seen I the end.
0: Know. I saw it later, but like that night we just had to like leave. That'd it was be, awful. That'd be funny
2: though. <laughs> just, I've never seen the end of Claudia with a Chance
0: of Meatballs. They just made you leave
2: been yeah. eight years or whatever
0: so Ben what is your uh, <laughs> what is your favorite animated movie of all time I know that I know exactly what it's gonna be but do you why'd see? you even ask because it's fantastic mr Fox yep yep one of ben's top five films and I, actually fun fact i watched it for the first time today and it was first impressions it was so funny it was <laughs>
1: i'm gonna start biting people <laughs>
0: <laughs> if so we were on the topic of like realistic animation if it's good or not you don't even have to have this conversation with fantastic mr fox because the animation is just so crazy it's and all unique, stop motion and it's it's incredible it's
2: considered one of the greatest films of all time. yeah it's it's so good by, by runquist well, no, like... uh, uh By Wes Anderson. Wes and- Lights, camera, Lice, it's, I think Lights, camera, Lights, camera, barstool gave it like a 95, too. Cool. Thank you, barstool. Yeah, it's... That podcast is good.
0: That's
1: man. a great film. But Ben, why do you want to explain why it's your favorite? Uh, Do I have to? I mean... You don't have Wes to. Anderson's one of my favorite directors. I mean, he's ben, got...
2: Ben, do I have to? Ben, proceeds you want on a 10-minute tangent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but, I mean, the cast is excellent. Like... I mean, it's got George Clooney and Meryl Streep in a kid's movie that's, like, based off of a book for kids that's, like, I don't know, like, 20 pages long.
2: My biggest gripe with it, I can't not hear George Clooney's voice. Yeah, but... Yep. How's that a gripe? I just, like, like I, I remember watching it a few months ago, and I was watching it, and I was like, I just hear George Clooney. Like, I don't hear Mr. Fox, I hear just George Clooney. <laughs> I, I hear the guy from the coffee ads. <laughs>
1: I don't want an espresso. I hear the guy from Hail Caesar. <laughs> no, nah, but, I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean it's a really great performances. The humor in it's really funny. Like yeah, do you think it was? Funny? It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the way it tackles like coming to terms with who you are as a person and your place. Being in a society, wild animal. Being a
0: wild
2: animal. <laughs> yeah, scared that, of wolves. You
0: could say that movie's really cussing funny. <laughs> I what, think Wes Anderson's
2: sti- the cuss. <laughs> with The cuss. I think Wes Anderson's style fits it really well too. Like I, I don't like. I think that's a, mm. his style is very unique and weird in a way. But it's executed
1: it, like perfectly. It fits on a, a kids movie really well. An autumn to, hillside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just quirky enough to have a uh, freaking uh, uh, was it William Dafoe as what? Uh, as the rat.
2: Yeah, I think. Oh it was yeah. Yeah. Dafoe, yeah, 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 yeah. William yeah. Dafoe. That's like. William.
1: William. Yeah, no, I forgot for a second. Wilhelm. Wilhelm Wilhelm Dafoe. Wilhelm Dafoe. But it was, yeah, I mean, like, that's like a super funny quirky The guy from Life Aquatic. Yeah. Apple cider. Alex, do
0: you want to take us through your top three? No.
2: All right. I'll go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so my my number three I'm having trouble with, just because I've seen a lot of animated movies, because I, believe it or not, I was a kid once, so... I actually hadn't seen a whole lot or remembered a whole lot. Ben's just watching, like, Django Unchained when he's, like, eight. (laughs) Ask my parents, yeah. No, so my number three, I'm going to go, it might be a funny one. I watched this this summer, and I, like, really enjoyed it for some reason. I'm going to go with Megamind. Oh! Which, I remember, I don't know what made me watch I think it was just scrolling on Netflix, and I saw it, and I was like, oh. Like, I remember that being funny when I was a kid, and I watched it, it's like... It's weirdly hilarious. It's got Will Ferrell, Brad Pitt, Tina Fey, Jonah Hill, David Cross, who I love, and Ben Stiller. So it's got a great cast, like a lot of funny people. Jonah Hill just as himself. Yeah, dude. Jonah Hill's character is hilarious. Yeah, I know. It? But yeah, it's weird. It like it's got a nice message. Brad Pitt just kind of got tired of being like Mr. Perfect all the time, and he didn't feel like he could be himself. And Megamind obviously f- was a bullied essentially his entire life, and he finally came into power, and he realized it's not all that he wanted. And so it's got a good message genuinely a funny movie i think it's really well done the animation going back to what we were talking about earlier where like is realistic animation a good way to push animation this is just unrealistic enough where like Uh the movements of the characters and the way they're built like make it even just
1: the aneurysms that they all have
2: yeah the fish it's like a sidekick, yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Just the big, <laughs> big blue head. Megamind's a my great movie. My favorite Fortnite skin. Megamind's a great movie. It's got a nice, 73 on Rotten Tomatoes. I think this could easily be one of those movies that gets a high rating as a I guess 73 is high, but I think it probably uh, 80s, mid 80s would be a good one. But I love Megamind. It's really funny. Uh, my number two, I'm going to go with uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Same thing we all said. Solid. Great movie. And my number one, I'm going to go with Into the Spider Verse. Uh, the, I think it was a 2019 film. 2018. 2018. 18. Animation's insane. It was One of the best animated films I've ever seen. Yes. I think Soul is actually a, up there is one of the best I've seen, but Into the spider is so creatively good. Each shot looks like it could be framed yeah. and
1: like put up on your wall. Yeah,
2: it's like... It's a superhero movie, and they make it look like a comic book. It's so good. Uh, can't wait for the second one. Miles Morales is a great character. I've just got like Nick Cage and uh, isn't John Ham and Yep, John yep. Mulaney. John Mulaney. I hope John Mulaney is doing well. John Ham. He's listening. Nicholas God. Cage. Dude, too. that wasn't
1: even the best. Per- the best performance in that was uh, a new Johnson. girl guy. Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Yeah,
2: I, I about to, yeah. I love, I love <laughs> Jake Johnson. He's funny too. <laughs> Um, him and Hanover were the only reason I saw Tag twice in theaters. But uh, as a
0: yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback off. I had Spider Verse third. I actually yeah. didn't put Mr. Fox in here just because I knew you guys both would. Yeah. It's probably up there though.
1: You just watched it. You can't do that.
2: Would you consider it animation because it's stop motion? Yeah, I would. That's just that's just yeah. one type of animation. Yeah, like Wallace and Gromit claymation. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I have Spider Verse and Spider Man into the Spider Verse, and I just think like this movie came. I think 2018 was the year Infinity War came out. Yeah. So there was like four or five other... There's Deadpool too. There was literally like five or six superhero movies that came out, and they were all pretty much like carbon copies of each other. And then this came out with pretty low expectations, at least from my end. And it was incredible. It was one of the most like fun yeah. movies I've ever watched. It was one of the... I, I think it's probably the most unique superhero movie ever made. Uh, all the performances, that you said, were... Uh, just incredible! I like. I found myself. I've probably rewatched this like three times. I've maybe seen it, I've
2: seen it once. I need to watch it again. Yeah, it, really it's
0: like a really it. good movie. But we already kind of touched on that. It uh, uh,
2: it's one of those movies that did better after the box office. You know, like yeah, on DVD, and Netflix, or and whatever. I
0: saw it in theaters, <laughs> and I think Ben, we saw it together. Mm-hmm. And Nate Magic was there, too. And he was in front of us, and he laughed through the entire movie. Like, he was doing his, like, screaming cackle. Really? Every single joke.
2: <laughs> everything so hit.
0: Everything did hit. Survivor of the podcast. So, my second film is Big Hero 6. What? Ooh. Yeah.
2: Go, explain yourself. Yeah, you got to explain that one. So, awesome, this
0: man. this is probably the closest one to uh, Soul, as far as the themes that hit. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but, like... Oh, it's been a while. Long time. I
2: remember it not having adult themes, though.
0: Well, in the first, like, ten minutes, the main character's brother died. Oh, well, yeah. And he he <laughs> wrestled mean, with, like, the grief of that. So we watched this... The movie. Uh, I took a class called Hope and Despair my freshman year. Sounds exciting. So we watched a movie that was, like, yeah. about despair, and it was a super depressing movie. And then <laughs> we watched this. this is, oh, okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> really. This is Hope.
0: And... I I just thought it was it was really good. Uh I honestly don't remember that much about it. But I just cuz I had to write a paper about it. So I just remember like the way it tackled grief was very good and how it uh whatever the Baymax his name is and how like they formed that relationship even though like he wasn't really a person. Yeah. It was done super well, and I sound like LeBron James describing a book right now because I, I don't. This is my life. I don't really remember what this. Uh, like one of the entirely why of I love this movie, but
2: that's one of the funniest clips of all time. If you can go off topic for a second, yeah. the one where no, the one where he, like the the, was, Malcolm the, the Malcolm X book, the Malcolm X book, and he just clearly hasn't read it. Yep, I've I've read my I've read His my quotes on like the first yeah. page. I've read that's I've so read my funny. quotes over the years. Yeah.
0: Uh, he's a smart man. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> the look that he gives to the camera after like knew exactly what they're doing <laughs> <That is all laughs> of it. and my favorite animated movie of all time is of course the simpsons movie I yeah i was
1: expecting that uh you love
2: you love the Simpsons movie do you know yeah that? it's funnier than i expected it to be
0: it's funnier than i expect and it's one of those things that where they make a movie out of it's just not didn't usually as good as it should be it. Yeah. and it's not as good as the show was but like this at
1: that time yeah, at that time,
0: but this movie like actually lived up, probably not to the best like fifteen Simpsons episodes. Yeah. But, like it was up there to like where it's extremely rewatchable.
1: <laughs> it's it, the the Simpsons movie is the Simpsons sixteenth best episode of all time. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's I mean, two two hours ten minutes. It it gets the
0: characters right, yeah. which like <laughs> there's other shows like the I know Family Guy made those like Star Wars movie spin-offs and like the SpongeBob movies and and all those where it's based off of a TV show and it's just like it's garbage compared to everything cuz it yeah. it like overdramatizes the characters to the point where they're not even themselves but The Simpsons doesn't do that. They introduce some uh new characters like e- Spider Pig and Epa. the the EPA the head of EPA
1: and Tom Hanks
2: yeah, Tom Hanks in
0: it is good. <laughs> yeah. Green Day at the beginning like it's just I
2: the mean the first like 15 minutes of that movie were murdered really good. The scene where Bart's skating and just shows his junk. So yeah. They, <laughs> they, I they, like men now. That was a, that was a like big deal for they, 2007. And then they can't <laughs> cuff him to the cock, and then the kids just laughing yeah, at Nelson. him for like 3 days.
0: And, and see, that's exactly like yeah. obviously they're not going to show his penis on Fox.
1: Yeah. But like uh, the way the theaters the the way no the rules. characters
0: the The way the characters acted or how they would have acted in the show and i think it's an extremely quotable
1: movie yeah and thank be- god
0: for our bountiful penis it wasn't it wasn't
1: even that part it was just like when they followed it when he yeah. was skating along and so many different things were blocking it and then they're just the, the bushes. Yeah.
2: yeah i like men now <laughs>
0: i don't understand that but i used to say it all the time and my dad would get mad at me i wonder why <laughs> <laughs> in front of the program Tim Bren but yeah The Simpsons movie is my favorite animated movie of all time and I actually haven't watched it in it's fullest in a long time so maybe I, I need I, to I redo, redo that I see again so that's gonna do it for our animated movie talk that's our uh, once in a year type thing. I don't know the next time we'll actually watch an animated movie.
1: I haven't even hasn't even been a year, but... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. That's uh, it. We're watching My Neighbor Totoro next week. But now we're yeah. going
0: to get into none other than uh, The Bachelor.
1: That wasn't necessary, but I mean... You're going to let it play out the whole time? Yep.
0: Yeah, it's not that long of a button. It's uh, only...
1: They could have just talked over. 13
0: them. seconds left. But yeah, we can we can get into The Bachelor. So this that's last week so <laughs> was was the second episode of The Bachelor with Matt James as The Bachelor. Yep. That's uh, that's what happened. In this episode I wrote some notes down. Uh, they did um, one group date, and I think it was 18 women. Yeah. Uh and the two solo dates. Who was the first solo date? So the solo the first solo date was I, would, I wouldn't count three.
1: I wouldn't count that Brie. as a group date because half of them got eliminated.
2: And the second one But that's one what they was, called it.
1: Yeah. Who's the second one? Uh second one was uh
2: uh blonde white woman oh, number three. Sarah. She was the one oh Sarah. Sarah. She's the one whose dad has ALS. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Sarah's in the lead right now. I think really Brie. you think Bree. I think they're both there. I think they're both at the top. I think it'd be Abi- them. And then Abigail I think, never lost. I it. think it's oh. Also, I wasn't here last episode. Uh, my I wasn't able to review the Bachelor because uh, quick problems. quick thoughts on all of them. Okay, so Victoria, obviously a plan. Don't, yeah. don't like her. Uh, my favorite. I think I like Abigail. I think she seems mm-hmm. nice. Um, uh, what are some of the other prompts we had? Uh, Your prediction for the winner. Prediction? Uh, I think after episode one, I think Abigail, I think it's going to be Sarah. Uh, Sarah doesn't. Sarah's get, the winner for you? Sarah just doesn't seem like she has. They have a connection. They also still aren't showing a whole lot of people. Like the only
1: time they show someone well, they is do. when it's a one on one date.
2: They do that though. Like we're seeing a lot of uh, Victoria who is probably not going to get a one on one date. We're seeing a lot of uh, Marilyn who's probably not going to get a one on one date. They did that last year too. Mm hmm. But, so, Sarah... So, last year... Jake, you watched it last year, right? Yep. You remember Victoria? I don't... There's two Victorias. The, the one, one
0: that made it far or the one that... The, got other, one,
2: yeah. the other one. Yeah. I think it was Victoria P, maybe. Yeah. So, Victoria P looked like the far and away the lead the whole season. And then, right in the middle... Like right where it looked like she's about to run away with it, there's like some drama. Like she one of the other girls knew her and she like lied about it or whatever, and that's where oh. her chances. So unless something like that happens to Sarah, I think Sarah's gonna take it all.
1: <sighs> something might have happened like
2: that to uh, Marilyn, which is kinda funny. I don't think Marilyn has a chance. Well, I, I'm not they saying
1: just, that either, but it's funny that she'd be eliminated for yeah. something like that. <laughs> there just doesn't
2: seem like there's a connection there. Uh what you
1: what you guys uh what'd you guys think of the, the drama at the end, the beef? Dude,
2: I thought it Between was so freaking for, Victoria. It for it. I don't dude, I'm serious. I don't think Victoria's real.
1: Dude, I've been saying that this whole she's they're a only projection. Projection. She's a projection They're yeah. only keeping <laughs> they're only keeping her around just so they can have a pure antagonist on the so show. So, The yeah.
2: theory is she's a paid actor, which makes sense because number one her name is Victoria. Nah. <laughs> number two so number one, her name is Victoria. Last year there's two Victorias and they both had a lot of drama around them. This year, and then, when you know how it says their job and where they're from? Queen. Her Uh, job says Queen, where she's from, is Los Angeles, California. So it makes sense if she's a paid actress, you know? They're not saying a real job. They're not, like, she's from L.A., (laughs) which is where everybody goes that wants to act. So it would make sense if she's a paid actor. There's not really a connection between her and Matt. It seems like she's just there to create drama. I don't know why Matt
1: keeps picking her. They're only picking her just to keep drama (laughs) throughout the entire show. So, my Uh, first, I guess, my second judgment of Matt... I. I I think I like Matt.
0: I think he's a solid guy. He turned around. But he plays... What? Never mind. He plays the kind of Pete syndrome where I think he's smarter than he's viewed and he actually knows what he's doing, but he plays dumb so much.
2: I disagree. (laughs) I was talking to Ben about this yesterday. So I think Matt James... I don't think I like Matt James. And it's because he's dumb. Pete, Pete was dumb too. But Pete was a hopeless romantic who straight up was just dingy. He was just like a good looking guy, but wasn't a
1: whole lot. My bad.
2: Go ahead. Wasn't there wasn't a whole it was a good looking guy, but there wasn't a whole lot going on up there, you know. Well, Matt James, I think, he went to Wake Forest, which is a good school. So I bet he's like school smart, but might be the phone. But uh it just seems like he tries so hard to be deep and just his thoughts just aren't deep at all. <laughs> They're just no. very shallow. It's yeah. Like, he's like <laughs> And he's, he's like, still the like, guy yeah. who just like laughs at everything. Yeah, he li- he's like, yeah, family's important to me. Well, family's important to everyone, man. He's like, yeah, my religion is like, cool. But he only talks about girls who like say that like, oh, God's my everything, you know. And there's a lot like Pete last year, where uh, what was the girl's name? Maddie Pruitt. Maddie Queen. Gosh, Maddie. Maddie, Maddie was like, name, <laughs> Maddie was like, yeah, my religion is like, you know, most important to me. And like after family, like it comes it's God. And Pete's like, yeah, same. Uh, so and then we we're going to pause. All the other girls. I'm going to I'm going to okay, pause, Alex. Okay, okay. So I think it's the
0: third to last episode. There's a thing called the Fantasy Suite Weekend where it's three contestants, The Bachelor, and they pretty much all go stay, like, at a house together, and each of them gets one night together, and you can imagine what happens on that night.
2: It's the first time like they're showing them like yeah. getting to it on camera. And I'm and Maddie
0: <laughs> Maddie Pruitt, a devout Christian, I think her dad was like a reverend or something like that. No,
2: her dad was uh, the Auburn basketball coach. Analytical. No, he was the uh, operations. He was oper- uh, head of operations. He was something yeah. at Auburn, but they were a very religious
0: family. And she told the Bachelor Pete uh, an ultimatum like if you have sex with anyone else, like I will not marry you and I will not date you. She was saving herself from marriage. And then he yeah. had sex with the chick and then Please. he's like, what, what, what? I, how, did, how could this happen? Like, yeah. I, I didn't know this. <laughs> and like, he just played extremely dumb, even though he knew yes. exactly what he's doing. And I think Matt's going to do something similar I do too. at some point throughout yeah. the show, which is kind of where I got to the point of like, He's dumb, but also like plays dumb to maybe
2: have people like have sympathy for him. I don't know. I don't think nah, he's stupid, I don't. Stupid. I don't think Pete or Matt are bad guys. No, I neither do th- I. Think I think Pete fucked up, and I think he realized that. But
0: so, I mean, with how so
2: awful we don't even need to talk about last season. But yeah. I'll, I'll
0: give one thought. With how awful Pete's mother was, that his man was turned awful. out to be an angel.
2: I bet mean, my I think Matt's mom <laughs> isn't gonna be nearly as bad as, you know, Pete's Mm-mm. mom was last year. But Matt just I don't know, man. He's just one of those guys where Yeah, he's what's just, what's his quirk about what's his seems, quirk, what's his quirk that you love so much about him? He seems like one of those guys where he had a party and he's six five, you know, Jack plays football, all the girls what come are you up talking to him. About all the girls come up to him and then he's just like just trying to be deep, and they're just playing along with it because he's hot, man. Like I just don't think there's a whole lot of yeah. You realize it's the Bachelor, right? Why do you care? Because because I, I don't like the guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's the Bachelor. That's their target that audience. Should, bro. That should
2: have been me. Should have been me. <laughs> I should have been the Bachelor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Liam Neeson. Why am I got to keep?
2: It's not the Gray anymore. It's the Bachelor. That's the Bachelor is me, Liam Neeson.
1: Pissed my pants again. I'll be on
2: the Bachelor, but I gotta keep the house. All right, here's the rose I'm gonna ceremony. go on the news. Oh no, I pissed my pants again. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so petition to get Max Cleveland I got some on the really Bachelor. Really cool
2: views. I want to spread on the news. Oh God, everyone. man. Get Max on The Bachelor, man. Max. You need to be 21. Uh, I, I was going to apply as a joke, but you need to be 21. <laughs> I can't fake it. So. Bro, you down bad? A little bit. <laughs> Dude, that'd uh, be funny. Ben, what are
0: some of your thoughts just on episode two as a whole?
2: Um,
1: I thought it was so funny when Victoria was like ranting about yeah. like hey, like I- I'm not friends with anybody here. I'm here to win. That's so annoying. Shut up, <laughs> it God. Was, it was it was so funny because they didn't even show who she was talking to. She was just <laughs> like yelling to no one, and then it cuts to a different angle, and it's just like a crew member wearing a mask just <laughs> standing there. <laughs> cause she's making fun of like all of the girls yeah. and like she's just talking to like an assistant who like probably brought her a drink or something. I think my favorite part of the season so
0: far just the facial expressions towards Victoria. Yeah. Like whenever Victoria says something and Kit just like stares at her. Yo Kit hates her. It's the Kit, best part yeah. of every episode. <laughs> uh That's just like. Kit's, I mean,
2: the, Kit's the youngest one on there. She's only 21. Yeah. yeah. I, that's what
0: Max and I always talk about like Matt sure. is
2: twenty eight years old and she's twenty one. Yeah. Uh, well, I well there's, there's a twenty one year old last year. Pete was like
1: thirty. Yeah. So. I think there's there's just too many women on this show, man. That's a point I of mean, the show. Yeah, I know, but like so many are eliminated <laughs> without like doing anything. They just like show up and then they leave immediately. Yeah. Well, like even they, uh, even when it goes into group dates or when it's supposed to be a group date with like I don't know ten people or whatever, he's still like in a different room and just stealing individual women to yeah. talk to them, and then the others just sit around like they would at, at a different. I feel
2: place. so bad when there's like a group of them sitting there, and he takes one back, and then he gives her like the roses sitting there on the table, and he just grabs in front of all the women. Yeah, I feel so gives bad. off <laughs> gives off
0: real Washington Wizards and the NBA bubble vibes.
2: Dude, I would feel so funny, if though. I was Matt, I would feel awful about that. Just like. Hey, can I borrow this? <laughs> <laughs> wish I wish I had more roses, but uh, too bad I don't.
0: Here
1: you go. He like, throws <laughs> a water
2: bottle. It's like, what was that? And he just takes a rose and runs out.
1: <laughs> just tries chatting him up, but like standing in front of it and then sneaking out with it. <laughs>
0: I wish Matt talked more about his football career. Like They really didn't. I, why would they you, didn't talk
1: about it at I, all. I know, this, I know that this decision is... Look up his stats and you is, can tell if there's a story worth telling. I about. know
0: this. I know this is super hard of a decision to make, but... I did catch seven passes on my senior day. Like I just wish he made like obscure references to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Dude, you, I, you're, you're deaf. Man, that must be so isolating. I lost to Clemson. Isolated, I was. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I lost in to Clemson. by thirty-five.
0: I lost. I lost by thirty-five to Clemson in my senior year. Yeah,
2: I, yeah. I broke off sucked. a twenty-five-yard slant <laughs> to the end zone, but I <laughs> fell at the one.
1: He was literally like, yeah, dude, freaking Victoria said that, like, she's been so honest with me, and she said that, like, Madeline, like, really hurt her. That's whack.
2: Oh, dude, I want to talk <laughs> about that. He said that's that whack. That was so funny. <laughs> that was so funny. When Victoria was like, yeah, Marilyn's, like, bullying me, and they cut to Matt, like, talking to him, he's like, yeah, I don't really, like, stand for bullying. It's like, dude, you're 28. <laughs> he really said, I don't like bullying. That's whack. Yeah, he's like, get serious, like bullying that's whack (laughs) victoria's been really honest honest with me he goes marilyn marion's like is like we is okay and he's like yeah hey are you bullying victoria she's like no he's like okay i don't stand for that (laughs) all right (laughs) shut up dude (laughs)
1: it's 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 not relevant yeah (laughs) it's not that deep bro
2: (laughs) all right so adults
1: bullying each other on a dating show you literally signed up
0: for this Yeah, it ain't that deep I'm going to read off Matt James' college football stats at Wake Forest. First career, 48 receptions for 458 yards for an average of 9.5 with zero touchdowns and zero rushing attempts for zero yards and zero touchdowns. Matt James, on defense, he recorded one career solo tackle. Must have come off of an interception. Uh, We're going to go to his game log. In 2014, uh, against... Louisiana Monroe. He had three catches for forty yards in a th- in a loss.
1: <laughs> and a lost.
0: To Louisiana Monroe. Dude, they're not,
1: they're not choosing Jade, Jason Jason Witten for oh these my things. God. Uh, uh, in his
0: final career game uh, against Duke in a loss, he had nine receptions for eighty-seven yards wow. with no touchdowns. Matt James, everyone.
1: Yeah.
2: He made it to the league. He was on the Packers for like a preseason. Dude, he had
0: one career tackle. <laughs> S-
2: uh, safe to say, that's not why they're talking about his football career because he was uh, the definition of average. Yeah. <laughs> he had four hundred. He had like four hundred and fifty yards. That's as much as Devontae Smith had in like two games. Hey Matt, would you tell us
0: about your football career? Uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I actually don't stand for bullying. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, that's whack, man. No, we're talking about football. He's like, "Yeah, I don't like bullies." <laughs> <laughs> That's whack. His uh, his starting quarterback started the game for the Rams. Yeah, Heineke. Game. No, John, John Wolford. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, Heineke went to Old Dominion. <laughs> this isn't a sp- what Becky. Becky, what are you looking at? It's
1: a movie where Kevin James plays a neonazi. Oh,
2: out. dude, I saw that. <laughs> 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 yeah, it looked terrible. Okay, okay. well, anyway, we'll talk about this yeah, afterwards. Actually, um. Yeah, Matt James is whack man. <laughs> I just don't. I think he's gonna be boring. I think he's a boring. Guy. Wait, he kisses with his eyes open. Oh yes, he kisses with his eyes open in yeah. every scene. I can't get over it. I won't get over it. <laughs> the they this this is like I think they're on the fantasy suites right now, or, or like no, they're on hometowns now. So the final four. That's when they pick up live again. So all of these scenes we're gonna see for the next few weeks are gonna be pre-recorded, which means he has no—he had no idea in the moments that he kisses with his eyes open, or at least that people are making fun of it. So I, imagine being Matt James, be like, "Yeah, I'm the Bachelor," and all Twitter <laughs> just like, "Dude, this guy kisses with his eyes open," and he's like,
1: ah. <laughs> "No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I have a disorder." <laughs> when it when it goes live, you're gonna see the girls like looking up to see if he's doing it or not. <laughs> oh my god, dude! If, they, if they're just, just because like they've look, been on Twitter, if they're
2: just kissing and like looking at like looking at each other, and they keep that in. That'd be so funny. <laughs> All right, that's, oh, a, that's a good. I think that's a good ending. Much point. like
1: much like the episode two of The Bachelor, we'll be ending on another cliffhanger. Uh, Alex
2: pretended to blackout. <laughs> what a cliffhanger that was, dude! Just. I don't feel good. She already got a rose. You can't. <laughs> All right, Alex,
1: sing us a song. Yeah, that was,
2: that was so funny. <laughs> she, she got one before the
1: ceremony, and she was the one who who they told to black out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. And like they got the doctor in there. He's like, "Are you okay?" It's like, "No, dude. She almost passed out."
0: We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. Our social medias are linked in the bio. Follow us on Twitter at the TheTurboTeamPod. You can listen to all episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are listened to.
1: Thank you for listening.